Welcome to Behind the Boss Lady podcast, a sacred space where each week I share with you a look into what it really takes to run a soul-led business in today's modern world by giving you a look behind the boss lady with solo casts from me and interviews from guest experts. We share a whole lot of wisdom, strength, a little woo, and lots of love as we go all in on business coaching and personal mastery, helping you develop the highest version of yourself and step into your power to let your light shine. There is nothing that is too much, there is no truth too real, and there is never a topic that we won't touch when teaching you how to stay in alignment when things get messy. I'm Shelby, your host, solopreneur, and CEO of the Boss Lady Agency, a business coaching company dedicated to helping women just like you answer their soul's calling. You have the power within you to transform your mind, body, soul, and business to create the life of your dreams. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. On today's episode, we have Vanessa with us. She's a serial entrepreneur, a public speaker, and a licensed business coach. She is the founder of the Ladies Community, which is an international women's community that has grown to include more than 20,000 members and is currently on track to becoming the number one online network and resource for women globally. So thank you for being here with us, Vanessa. Today, you're sharing with us five easy ways to manifest the life of your dreams. And I cannot wait to dive into this conversation because I know that you are wholeheartedly committed to helping female leaders master their minds and their life. So before we dive into all the juicy goodness that you're going to be sharing with us, I would love for you to share just a little bit about yourself with our listeners today. Well, thanks so much for having me and I can't wait for our chat, but I am a life and business coach. I also have a women's community. So I mean, if I'm being completely honest, it happened all by accident, (laughs) but it all worked out so perfectly and I am naturally doing the things that I've always done in my life. Now I just get paid for it, which is really lovely. So that's the really quick version about me, but I'm sure I'll dive right in and tell you more about my story. I love that you called that out though, because that's what, that's kind of what starting a business is supposed to be, right? It's you're finding your purpose of what lights you up, what excites you, something that you're naturally already doing and finding a way to create a living with it and helping other people. So what were you doing prior to landing where you are now? Yeah, I think, I mean, everything's always a journey, but I have been an entrepreneur most of my life. I will be very straight up saying that. (laughs) I feel like I hear both different sides of the story, right? Either you're kind of born as an entrepreneur and you're always doing entrepreneurial things or it's something you fall into. I was the prior. I was always an entrepreneur and building businesses and trying to make money. So that was really fun. Prior to my women's community and coaching on my own, I was an executive coach and I did a lot of team building and that sort of thing with larger teams and corporations for another organization. I also had my own consulting business and I actually planned proposals for men. So, so that was really fun and it was awesome. I love love and I love events and creating experiences. So that was really cool. And then I was at the age where I was living in the city. 
I was single in my thirties, all my friends were having babies and getting married. And that wasn't my path at that time. And so I just wanted to make more friends and expand my network and have really growth minded women that I could hang around when I wanted to. And that's how I accidentally started the ladies community. And then once that kind of took off, I really started looking at building my own coaching and for business and mindset. And, and now kind of here's where I am years later. <laughs> what a journey, but what an inspiration yeah. of just showing how entrepreneurial really works, right? It's when you step into that zone of realizing that you can create something for yourself and that you can love what you do every day. It's like just finding that place where you fit in. I'm the same way as you. I've always just done entrepreneurial things. I'm always like, okay, well, yeah, I could go work for somebody else and do that, but I could also start it myself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So exactly. how has it been for you? As obviously when you're shifting from helping somebody else in their organization and then you stepped into the relationship coaching of helping kind of, of helping people plan proposals. How was that shift into then starting your own thing with this community of women? Yeah. I mean, I think you go into business, very rosy glasses, like this is going to be great. And why can't I succeed? <laughs> and I'm always very optimistic even now, but for me personally, in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I was doing the do, right? I was doing everything I needed to do. And people were telling me to do, to be successful. Right. But still something was missing and something wasn't clicking because I was exhausted. I was in constant go, go, go. And I think at the core of it, I wasn't happy, right? I watched the movie Inside Out. You know that Pixar movie with yep. the bubbles and yeah, your emotions. And I watched that movie. And if anyone hasn't seen it, it, you know, yellow is joy and it's, these little marbles that indicate your emotions and red is anger and blue is like sadness or something. And I'm watching this movie and I was thinking, holy shit, like I have mostly blue bubbles in me mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm just feeling sad yet. I'm in this constant go, go, go. When I'd wake up with so much anxiety thinking, what do I have to do today to be successful? And it was just exhausting. And I knew I was missing something and I just couldn't continue that way. So at that point, it wasn't even my rock bottom, <laughs> but at that point I realized, okay, something's up here. I hired a bunch of coaches on my own. And at this point, I'm already a licensed coach myself because I was already executive coaching and team building, but I hired my own coaches to show me my blind spots and what mm -hmm. I was actually missing. And from there, I went into what I call my mental Olympics training <laughs> and I just went full throttle and I said, forget it. Obviously I am currently living in patterns and habits that are no longer working for me that I have to shift. And it became an obsession for me. I was just obsessed with re rewiring my brain and I found it super fun. And that's kind of when I really started to notice shifts in my life, in my relationships and in my business. And at that point, my rock bottom within the same time frame, I, I was completely broke. I didn't know how I was going to pay for my mortgage. I couldn't afford food. 
I just didn't see a way out. And I was thinking, holy crap, like, what am I going to do? And I just continued with it. And within six months, I was literally able to go from broke to making six figures with really consistent daily practice and shifting my thoughts. And it sounds so ridiculous, but it's really true. (laughs) Well, yeah, I completely understand exactly what you're saying, because it does. When you first step into that zone of actually understanding how powerful you as a being are, how powerful your mind is, and that you can actually rewire those connections to think a different way. It sounds just bizarre because we grow up our whole life hearing people say, well, that's just how I am, right? Like that I can't change. That's just how I am. And especially like I hear, I've heard my parents say that I've heard my grandparents say that. And so sometimes as things get into your mind where it's like, well, I can't actually change who I am. Right. And it's not even necessarily changing who you are, but changing how you think about things. So as you went through that process, what was like the most enlightening moment for you as you're rewiring these parts of your brain that have like thought one way for so long? Oh, that I was a complete asshole to myself. (laughs) I was so surprised how I spoke to myself and what was actually going on in my mind and really looking at, okay, you, we have thousands of thoughts in a day and honestly, 90 of them were probably pretty aggressive. And I figured to myself, okay, if I can just shift that and really start being my best friend, my biggest cheerleader, what difference would that actually make in my life? And the journey wasn't in the beginning, it was for monetary, but my goal has always been just inner peace. I just want to feel good. And I really, why I'm so passionate about what I do now with life coaching and business coaching, I combine the two because I don't feel like we focus on peace and happiness and joy enough in business. And it's always about what do we have to do to be successful? And It's this constant action and hustle mode that I just don't think it doesn't serve us in the long run. And we wake up still empty. You know, when I coach millionaires and they are miserable and their family lives and relationships are falling apart, what's it all for? We're just like searching and searching and searching and we don't ever get to our end destination. Mm -hmm. Yep. A hundred percent because it's like when we're focused on, what's next? What do I have to do? Like the must. And especially if you're working with somebody that's telling you it's only going to happen one way, right? There's only this one way to success. And it doesn't matter how your energy flows or how your life is or what's going on in your world. None of that matters. You have to do it this one way. You get into that hustle mentality and you do burn yourself out. And then you think like, oh, maybe this isn't for me. Right. So as you stepped into that, and as you saw that and you saw that in the people that you were working with, which I've seen too, it's like, let's take a bigger picture. Look, the bird's eye view on what's going on in all these aspects and really figure out how to make this all flow so that it feels good. And like you were talking about with the bubbles from inside out, it's like, how do you get those bubbles? How did you personally get those bubbles from blue? yellow yeah it was consistent awareness 
So one thing that I did that I recommend to all of my clients when we first start is I need you to gather data. So I tell them, set your alarm on your phone to go off every two hours. Every time that alarm goes off, this is an alert. And I want you to do three things. It doesn't have to take long at all. It can be two seconds. Take a deep breath and then ask yourself, how am I feeling and what was I thinking? Mm. And every time the alarm went off, I, it was saying, what do you have to do? Oh, you have to do this. You have to go here. You have to go there. It was in this constant race. I don't know where the heck I was going. I was going nowhere fast. Let me tell you. (laughs) And I even do this exercise with therapists and they are shocked. And if you do this for a week and at the end of the seven days, you really look at the trends and take a tally, it starts to bring your unconscious thoughts to your awareness. So you can really start to think and look at okay, what am I actually saying? And what environment am I creating for myself and living in? Yeah, especially because we live off of our unconscious mind 97% of the time. So if that unconscious mind is ruling our life that much and it's living in those negative thoughts, you start to realize how can anything good get called into my life when this is how I'm speaking to myself? right? Yeah. It's like yeah. you said, you realizing that the way that you spoke to yourself wasn't serving you. So what now do you do when those thoughts, because no matter how deep work that we do, there's those moments where those thoughts try to like slip in, right? So when that happens to you, what do you do to halt that thought and reshift it? Yeah. Great question. I want to differentiate something because I think we also get confused. I was always optimistic towards the outside world, but there's a difference of how you treat yourself. So it's looking at what your triggers actually are from the external world and then looking at who you are internally, because I truly believe it is a journey of self-love and connection with yourself first. And then we can start to shift everything around us And I remember going to therapy because not that it needs it because, but I lost my mom when I was young. And I remember going to therapy because I was really excited to see if there was anything I hadn't worked on. And I wanted to make sure I fully healed and move forward. And I remember him asking me, are you an angry person on a scale of one to 10? I said, no, probably a two. And if you're listening, you can give your number. And then he said, okay, well, on a scale of one to 10, how hard on yourself are you? And I said, oh, I'm like a nine or a 10. And he said, okay, well, then it's not possible for you not to be an angry person. Just because you don't outwardly express your anger, you're inwardly expressing your anger. So the anger is still there. It's Mm. just directed at you and not others. That's powerful. And that, yeah, it was mind blowing to me. And I said, okay, guess I'm really angry. (laughs) (laughs) And so I say that just because it's important for us to know our triggers in order for us to heal them and move forward. So to your question, what I do when I notice I'm triggered, the first thing I always do is I have to be aware I've been triggered. And I ask myself, okay, what's going on here? What are my emotions? So if you find it hard to be aware of when you're triggered, just pay attention to your emotions because your emotions are a signal to you 
that you've just thought something that isn't serving you because our thoughts impact our emotions, impact our actions. So pay attention to your emotions. When your emotions are kind of off, ask yourself, okay, what just triggered me? Sometimes you don't know. And I call that the sneak attack, <laughs> that something's happening under the radar. I am not sure why I'm nervous or anxious right now, but we're just going to go with it. And then I just ask myself, how does this feel in my body? Can, and what this does is it connects my mind to my body and it brings me into more presence and just connects me with me. So I'm one. And I actually ask myself, where do I feel this? Do I feel this in my hand, my chest? And this is so powerful because even when I lost my mom, when I started to do more of this work, I realized that it had been 10 years and I hadn't even felt what the pain felt like in my body. Mm. And you sit there and as soon as you acknowledge it, it gives it permission to release, right? So I feel the emotion in my body. And then I asked myself, okay, great. What was I just thinking? What was that thought going through my mind? And then the next two steps, so there's five in total, we're at three. The fourth step is to acknowledge the thought. And what I mean by that is, let's say the thought was, you're never going to be successful. What's the point in doing this? That fear is trying to protect you. Hmm. So the acknowledgement sounds like, I get it. I get why you are scared. I get why you are fearful moving forward. And I understand why you think that. And then the fifth step is to continue to soothe and rewire that thought. So what that might sound like is, you know, I get that you're scared, but we're going to try something different right now. And even though we may fail, it's okay because we're going to learn through the failure and we're going to continue to become a stronger person or learn in the process or continue to connect to my highest self. So it's definitely a process. I usually follow those five steps. So awareness, feel it in your body, listen to what was just happening in your mind, acknowledge it and soothe it. And it's just repetition, repetition, <laughs> repetition. You might have to do this 50 times in a day, but it gets easier. And I have to say, it doesn't ever stop. I still have to soothe myself. I just notice it quicker and I'm able to move through it faster. Yeah. Yeah. It has to, it turns into a new habit, that new yes. habit that you form within your mind, that body connection. So that exactly, I know that I went through that whole process of learning and understanding and really realizing and recognizing the things that like triggered me and where I felt it. And because where you feel it in your body too, says a lot about just maybe how you're holding your emotions and how you're holding past traumas and what these triggers really mean to you. And it's just opening yourself up to loving yourself, understanding yourself, because that's something that I've realized a lot with the work that I do with my clients is that we're not taught to necessarily understand ourselves. We're taught that we have to just kind of accept ourselves for who we are without actually understanding why we are the way we are, why we act the way that we do, why we have the thoughts and feelings that we do. So it's just that deep dive into yourself. And I love that you went on this journey of a 10 year experience and pain that you were holding within you and not even recognizing or seeing 
prior to that, that it was still held within you of not feeling For sure. Yeah. Because there's also a difference between, I love how you described it within you, because it's true when we think things and we feel things, we can get really entangled in those emotions. They become part of us and it becomes this story that we continue to live and reenact all the time, right? So I truly believe in order to release the trauma and release the drama, we have to be aware of it so that we can observe it instead of becoming absorbed by it. Ooh, that yes, that is such a great way to put it because it's, it can, it can just like completely think of a sponge. You're just like consuming it all until you wring it out. It's just stuck in there. I love that. So now with everything that you do, as you've gone through all of this transition, if you've learned to rewire your mind and as you're helping your clients now do this too, the topic of conversation today is really manifesting and manifesting your dream life. So were you prior to stepping into this work, were you a believer of manifestation? Yes. However, manifestation, and this is going to be a little controversial. I, I think I don't even believe in manifestation the way that most people speak about it because I was using manifestation as a form of control and manipulation, trying to still get my own happiness from my external environment. And so I was trying to manifest, but it's a very limited way to create my world because I was trying to manifest things based on what I knew. And when I learned to let go and not manifest from a place of lack and not having, that's when everything came to be. And that's why I kind of hate the word manifestation because it's not like we're manifesting at that point anymore because we're so full and complete and at peace that the manifestation doesn't matter. And we're just so connected to the source of who we are that everything flows with ease. And then we just allow the beauty of life and create it indirectly. Does that make sense? No, totally. Cause that's how yeah. I right. <laughs> it's, it's not one of those things of, I don't have, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to envision it, call it into my life. It's really understanding. I think where you are, what you can hold space for, what you really can embody. And because at the end of the day, if it's something that our heart desires, we already have it, right? We just have to allow ourselves to get to that place of receiving it. And so it's just, I think that manifesting is a whole nother process just as healing and rewiring our brain, because you really have to get, you have to get connected to your true meaning and your true desires and everything that you want in your life so that it does flow in, right? Yeah. And then coming back to the why we even want it, right? So many people want to manifest a job or a love life, right? And I'll give an example of trying to manifest a job. I'll get a client who comes to me and says, okay, I have to manifest this job at this location with, you know, with this career title, but it's not about the thing. It's about how do you want to feel 
when you're in that job, when you're with that person, because you don't need that specific job. You don't need that specific person. It's really connecting to how you want to feel in your life. And at the end of the day, it's connecting to your highest self so that you're complete without anything. Yeah. Yes. That part right there, complete without anything. And that's all just that again goes back to the first part of our conversation, your mindset, right? Of just like where you are, knowing yourself, knowing what you want. I talk about all the time creating your dream life. You know, that's what I'm really focused on helping my clients do is understand who you are, rewire your mindset for success, learn to love yourself, usually for the first time in your life, step into yeah. your power and your purpose and just like know who you are. And there's this thing that just kind of switches in your mind when you get to that place of just really understanding who you are and why you want things. And because you then finally understand that it's that most of the time our thoughts of what we want are outer expressions of because we think that's what people define success as, right? Or what, yeah. what people need to see for us to look good in their light. When in reality, it might not even be something that we actually want or desire, but we're just trying to look good for others. Yes. Yeah. And something we've been told that we need and or something we want, because like you said, that's what we deem a success. And I think if you're listening to this right now, something that you can ask yourself is like, how do you define success? And now I'm defining success more as joy and inner peace right? And really also asking yourself, do you know what your highest self even feels like? Do you know what that's like? And if your highest self was a 10, what are you living right now? Because that's when you know if you're close to manifestation or not, when you're actually living as your highest self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you wake up excited and happy and ready to do something and it just feels good. And that stress, that anxiety that typically comes with like a normal nine to five job, when you have somebody tapping on your shoulder, is it done? Did you get it done? Have you done the thing? (laughs) When your life moves from that constant feeling that somebody is watching you and looking over your shoulder to stepping into the place of, I run my life and this is how it feels good. And I am waking up excited to go drink my coffee and start my day or however it is that you start your day, your life just becomes fulfilled in another aspect that you didn't even realize was possible, but it's out there waiting for all of us, but it looks different for everybody. So as you're asking, as you're pointing out these great tips and things for people to look at, I think that asking, you know, how do you define success is huge because most people you ask that and they say, money like money that's success when I have all the money that I can desire like I will be happy and fulfilled and successful but just like you stated er earlier success comes in many different forms and a lot of times when we work with high-level clients that have reached this form of monetary success that they believe is going to give them everything they desire there's still a lack of happiness there's still a lack of not having the things that they truly want in their life. So as you've asked that question, as you've given all of these great tips, I would love to now just jump into really talking about 
these five tips for manifesting your dreams. Because I think that we've gotten to this point of really asking the listeners right now to think about who they are, why they want things, what that success means. And now let's just give them the juice. Cool. Really how to call it into action and call it into their life. Yeah. And I think we've already talked about a lot of these steps. So the first step is to create that vision, but the vision of what do you want your life to look like? It's not just about the specifics house and the travel. It's everything. It's how do you want to travel? How do you want to travel first class? Do you want to travel? Uh, do you want to go on safari to be really specific of your lifestyle? What do you want that vision to look like? And then the second part is what do you want it to feel like, right? It's not, and I, it's, let's just use an example of a relationship where you have, people have the list. Oh, I want, let's say you're, you're looking for a man and you say, I want, you know, him to be six, three with, you know, brown hair and be bigger than me. And, and I always get my clients to look at that list and say, okay, why does he need to be that tall? Why does he need to be bigger than you? And it's usually because you want to feel safe. You want to feel protected. You want to feel sexy. So we break it down to how you want to feel in your dream life. And then I really look at creating routines in your day to set you up for success so that you are living in those feelings. So I always ask my clients, and this is something that connects to purpose, but also reflects in when you're manifesting your life. If you look at what you want, what you believe your purpose is or how you wanna make others feel, the first step is always to look at, okay, well, am I being that? Am I embodying that? So the same with manifestation, if you wanna feel a certain way and you wanna create something, are you actually being that every day? Or is it still separate from you? Is it something that you want and you're longing for? So the third step is really looking at, okay, how do I be this every day? How do, and some people may think, well, I want to travel. How do I just travel every day? And so I ask them, okay, well, how does it feel when you travel? Oh, it feels so easy. Like I have nothing to do. Like I can do so many fun things. I say, great. How can we incorporate more fun into every day? How can we create more moments of freedom where you don't feel like you have things to do? And then the fourth step, which is the most fun, but also one of the most difficult is how now do you surrender? So if you are, you know what you want, you know how it feels, you are starting to feel as if you have it. So what would it feel like if you already had everything you could ever want? We're living in that energy every day. The fourth step is great. I don't care how it comes or where it comes from. I'm just going to let the universe do the rest and continue living in the energy that I already have everything I could ever want. And the reason this part is so important is because so often our vision is based on what we've seen others do or what we've seen in movies or what we think is possible. And this element of surrender, and as long as you're living in the feeling of it, the universe will bring you things that you couldn't have ever imagined. 
like, holy crap, that came through this, or my life is so much greater and bigger than I could have ever even imagined, right? Some So often, and this is why what I said before, I don't really believe in manifestation, is because it's limited by this small box. Like, this is what I want, and this is what will make me happy. But the surrender is, no, there's so much more. It allows for the magic. It allows for your life to be so much bigger than you could have ever imagined and that you even know is possible. And then the fifth is just to live in that vibration every single day and the universe will do the rest. It's just living in this, I am already there. I am already there. I'm, how does it feel? Mm-hmm. And that's that. So it just kind of brings it full circle. Yeah. And just showing yeah. how powerful energy is right because when you get to that fourth step you're already in this energetic space in this energetic field where you're opening up to this belief that it's truly all possible for you and it's already there for you and it's coming and flowing into your life effortlessly and other people begin to feel it and that's when I tell my clients like that that is the zone where you start to actually call in your soul clients, the people that are meant to come work with you are purchased from you because you are finally expanded and open to actually receiving them and being able to support them or give them the products that they desire because you're just living out your purpose in such a fulfilled way that other people are like, oh, well, yeah. I want to, I want to be there. I need to be, I want to go where she is, you know? And so it really just, it all unfolds in this really beautiful way. When you step into accepting and acknowledging manifestation as this and understanding that it's this process and this really dynamic, energetic, like unity that create, you create with yourself in the universe and not just thinking of it as a list. Yeah, right. yeah, I used totally. to it was just a list. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm like, well, I want this and I want that. And okay, here, thank you. I'll wait here and receive it. Yeah, and then I know. The question, you're like, okay, well, why is nothing happening? Yeah. Why, why am I not moving anywhere? Why am I not cheating? Why is my life still the same? Why are things so hard? And once I did that personal work of really understanding things, and it happened to me in the moment where I was at my lowest of lows where like the money was hard, things weren't happening. I had just gone through a divorce and there was all of these things going on. And I finally started to do that inner work on myself, changing my mind, up-leveling, rewiring my mindset, my beliefs, ridding myself of the stories that had held me back in all of my other ventures and finally stepping into my energetic purpose And then all of a sudden it was like, the universe was like, yes, thank you. Thank you for finally listening because we've been giving you the sign, Shelby. We've been been telling you all the things that you could be doing, but you just been sitting there asking for another sign. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I had the same moment where if you're listening to this and you have a list, what I did, I threw out the list and I said, okay, clearly I don't know what I want or what I need. So you give me everything I need to become my best self. And the things that came weren't easy, but they were exactly what I needed. And I'm so grateful because they allowed me to heal and re and 
change the stories and let go of the old world that I was living in and truly create a new world and that I didn't even know was possible. Yeah. That you don't even know it's possible. It's what you envision. It's what you dream of. Right. But then it's like, you sit back, okay, well, how am I actually going to make it happen? And you know, I don't even know, like now that you say that, I don't even know that it's what I dreamed of because I didn't know. I, I saw the world the way I knew it to be. And this holographic reality that I projected out there, that's what I thought it was. I just thought that I, I would learn to feel better in the world that I knew. Mm. And it's so much more than that. As I evolved, my entire world changed and I saw the world differently. And it was just a completely different world. It was like, I, it went from me being unhappy in this 3d world (laughs) to me starting to shift and then not feeling like I belonged in my current world to then me getting plopped up and then dropped in another world completely. I kind of like an alien. You're like, wow, (laughs) this is is where I'm at. This is what what it's supposed to be. And that's what kind of happens though, when you start to embody that higher, that higher vision, that highest version of yourself, right? That's when you step into seeing like, oh, okay. I always have, when I first start working with clients is have them go through a meditation process where they meet their future self. And they actually see everything that's truly there for them to desire that is deep within them, but that just hasn't risen to the surface yet. And when you step into that, it really makes you emotional because you start to realize that you aren't living your truth in any way. It's like you, like you said, it's just like you create this vision of what you think you're supposed to be doing or what you think you're supposed to be living and how life is supposed to be. It's like the the American dream with the white picket fence and everything like that's what you kind of like just create for yourself and then when you really see what's possible everything changes and you see different colors of the world that you never even realized were part of the spectrum and I remember it feeling completely different than I ever thought I remember doing a higher self meditation and future self meditation and Man, she was so cool. She was just chill axing. She didn't care. She's like, this is going to be great. It's so good. And I just remember feeling her and just thinking, holy crap, she is just cool as a cucumber. <laughs> and that was really neat. That? <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's, and did you realize as you did that, did you kind of, was there a part of yourself that those stories started to play in your head of like, well, that's great, but I can't, I'll, I'll never be her. Yeah. For me, it was, I don't know how that's great, but I don't know how I, and because it isn't an overnight change. Right. And you're thinking, okay, well, I, I don't know how to do that. Like, how did she get there? And it's just taking the next best step and just going one day at a time and it's the onion, right? It just, you keep pulling it off and you get closer and closer and then it continues to evolve, right? It also, when I didn't know how to get there, she felt so separate from me that on a daily basis, if you were to ask me, how does my highest self feel? I couldn't always feel it, 
right? But now that's a daily practice where every morning I say, okay, how does it feel to feel like my highest self? And how does it feel to allow and to surrender? And I feel those emotions and thoughts every morning before I even get out of bed. And that's kind of my foundation. Nope, I'm here. She's here. We're good. And, and then we kind of go from there. It's like a, how I envision it is the more I practiced how my emotions felt, it became like a library where I could pick the book and each book was a different emotion. I could just pick it up. Oh, I can feel this. I can feel that. And my highest self was just a book that I started to study and get really familiar with. So I could just pick her up whenever I needed to feel her. And that was really empowering as I started to learn to embody her every day. Yes. Yeah. That is a great analogy. I'm just reading a book, reading, you're diving into your own encyclopedia of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I love this. This is amazing. And one last question. Do you have an extra little tip of advice for somebody that is sitting here listening and is on this brink of they've they've stepped into this place of understanding that there is more and there is a different way and that it all is a process of aligning yourself with yourself that understanding of who you are and what you want and feeling it and they're at this moment now of trying to decide like you did of what's the next step of where to go to be your best version of yourself what's this one tip of advice that you could give them that might trigger some thoughts for them to be able to say yes to themselves one step i'm gonna i might give it a couple extra that's but (laughs) (laughs) so one step is just to ask yourself what makes you feel good when do I feel good? What brings me into alignment? And starting to pay attention to that so that you can start living in complete fulfillment of who you are and what brings you life. And that's, it's just really simple. Like I just, for everybody, my clients, anybody listening, I just want you to feel good from a really, from your core, not from an ego place and not from a insecure place or lack. I just want you to feel good. I want you to feel at ease and I want you to feel peace, but you have to know what that feels like in order to get there. And it, you know, a couple other tips is, you know, coaches, books, podcasts like this, it really helps to continue to reprogram your mind and strengthen your belief in yourself and that it's possible. Because if you surround yourself with people who are complaining all the time, who are living in their stories and are in constant victim mode, it's going to be that much harder to create the life that you've always wanted to create. Yeah. I feel that so deeply. I know you do too, because I think that We've both been there. (laughs) Right? Uh, Yeah. And we've lost a lot of friends in the process. Oh, yes. Yes. But in in the moment, it feels hard. Even losing a relationship that you realize, okay, this isn't for me. This isn't a good fit. I don't feel my best self in this relationship for whatever reason that it may be. It's choosing yourself despite 
what else you might fear of losing, right? What if the friends that are connected to that relationship, you know, if they're meant to be your friends are going to find a way to make it possible for you to still be their friend, right? It, it's a choice that everybody has to make revolving around your choices. So don't allow yourself to stay stuck from stepping into that highest and best version of who you are meant to be out of the fear of what else might be lost of it. Cause I can promise you this, you're gonna gain so much more from stepping into who you're meant to be rather than staying stuck with the hope of having validity from others. Yes, everything is a choice, even in action. And I think it's so important for people to ask, what are your choices currently costing you? because inaction has a cost as well and it could be costing you mentally physically emotionally financially and until you recognize what that cost is sometimes that's what we need in order to give us a little push to make those changes we need to make in our lives yeah I fully agree with you well thank you so much for this you have given us so many amazing tips just sharing your own story of how you stepped into it and embodied your own true self. I think that it is just a beautiful process that you've went with. So I know that you have something special to offer everybody as a little freebie. So if you want to share what that is for them and then also where they can find you. Yeah. So I have a workbook on how to build inner peace. We've talked about it. <laughs> so I have a workbook on how to build inner peace and manage and process your emotions. And this is such a key that we've talked about in manifesting and growing and connecting to your highest self. So it's completely free. I'll hand it over to Shelby and she can get that link to you. And then you can find me at vanessaortali.com or on social media. Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram and my Instagram handle is I am Vanessa O. I am Vanessa O. And I'm going to try, I'm going to try to do TikTok too, but I haven't started yet. So maybe you'll see me on there by the time you listen to this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Have you jumped into reels on Instagram? I, I love reels on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, so that's, what's given me the little push. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe I can do this TikTok thing with all the youngins. <laughs> right. And we got to, we got to step out there and make our own way on the TikTok world. Right. But it, thank you so much for just being who you are, this bright shining light that has walked your own path, found yourself, landed in your purpose and creating just this life that you wake up feeling good, changing your bubbles from blue to yellow and experiencing all of the healing and the rewiring work and just dedicating yourself to it. Because as we take ourselves to the process, it just means that we are able to then guide others and help others on that process too, which I'm sure that your clients are so thankful for as you- Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes they get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said the Vanessa, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. But that's why they found you, right? It's why they were called to you. You opened up a chance that it's always You're exactly what they needed. You're clearly a, a shining star just out there living your best as you are meant to be. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your guidance with us. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. And I can't wait to just continue watching and see what's next and 
coming to unfold out of your highest version of your best express self. Thank you, Shelby. I'm so grateful for sharing all of this with you and for you inviting me here and connecting with your community. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. We'll talk with you soon. Okay, bye.